Good morning. It's almost not morning. Hey, but welcome to the Fearless Five podcast. I'm your host, Heather Larson, and this is season three, episode 32. And I'm a transformational life coach, Reiki master, and now yoga teacher, yoga teacher in training. So um, what I'm doing around here at destinyarchitecture.com and on this podcast, the Fearless Five is just um, probably going to encompass all of these, you know, different healing arts. (laughs) So um, as I'm trying to find what I did right for today, I was kind of meditating for a minute there, um, which is what I do most of the time and thought, you know, like, what what can I bring today to the Fearless Five to people who are listening? And you know, what came up for me was, you know what, let's feel joy. Let's allow ourselves to feel joy. I know what you're thinking. This bitch is crazy, right? Because this is this is a shit time. <laughs> like this is a really, really shit time. And you know, I, I don't know, like how else to put it, right? Um, I'm grieving. Everybody's grieving. Multiple losses. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot. But I think the most of the stress of the election, the initial stress, was the worst part of it. I think is past, and I think we could all move on and, and heal now. And 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 people are going to do what they do and about that and and, and whatever. But I, I think a lot of us felt so much joy on Saturday. Um, it was like, oh, is this what happiness feels like? <laughs> is this is this it? And I know I sound nasally because I've already like bawled my eyes out this morning. It it is my mother's birthday today. My mother in heaven would have been seventy two today. Of course, she uh, died of CJD on November tenth. Yes, the day after her birthday. She lived through one final birthday. Get that one final birthday gift. Um, <laughs> funny how timing works out. But yeah, she died uh, November 10th, 2004. So it's been 16 years. And it's, it's heavy on my heart today. And, and uh, a lot of things are heavy on my heart today. But uh, we have to allow ourselves to feel some joy when good things happen, even in the midst of a global crisis. So how do we do that? I mean even if it's for a few minutes at a time, I mean, just the sheer joy of like dancing to some song that you love for a few seconds, just to celebrate the fact that, oh my God, we made it through at least eight of the hardest months of my life. Um, Now, when my mother died, um, it was a genetic uh, mutation of CJD. So it was was actually very quick because our, our genetic mutation is a quick mutation. And it was like 32 days of hell that we went through. Um, from the onset of illness to, to, you know, her death. And that was a lot. I mean, that, that was, that was a lot for 32 days. And believe me on like the 30, 31st and 32nd day, I was done. I was, I, I was not cut out for that. <laughs> and in my early twenties, I was, I was not, um, I was not the person I am today and I had no coping skills and I hadn't treated addiction or codependency yet and any of that stuff. And I was a hot mess and I couldn't handle like one more day of that hell. So, um, this last eight months, I think has been a lot harder than that. My anxiety has been higher. My PTSD, um, lost, uh, some people I care about very much. Um, and, uh, the amount of relief, I think most of us felt, you know, on Saturday, knowing that things were going to change finally, that there was going to be a new direction. Um, and then to see uh, the new new president-elect, like, already cares and is, is trying, at least, to, to work on this problem. Um, that does my heart good. Um, 
God, it is hard. It is hard to watch somebody step forward eight months into a crisis when you've already, you know, been to the funerals. Um, that's that's why I was sobbing this morning. Um, but also, you know, I wanted to honor my mother and wanted to get vulnerable and fearless about that. So let's switch gears into fearlessness in a moment. Oh, the fearlessness of it all. It's not like we had any other choice in the last eight months than to be fearless, but uh, it's not like I had any choice 16 years ago but to be fearless. Um, so what I chose to do to honor my mother today on what would have been her 72nd birthday is I started releasing last night. It's going to take me a while, and I actually don't know how many there are, but I started releasing my journals from 2004. I've wanted to do this for years. Anniversaries passed, and I was just never in the right place to do it. And um, now in the middle of the pandemic, let me talk about another you know deadly disease that there's no cure for. Um, but <laughs> but I decided to release the journals because it might help somebody else, and and it's going to help heal me. And maybe nobody will care, and maybe nobody will, will read them. But um, people will read them, and the the people who will read them are the the people who are struggling with uh, CJD. Um, as I was 16 years ago watching my mother die, and then my uncle died four years later. And so 16 years ago, I paved the way by kind of going first. So my aunt and my cousins didn't have as much work to do. Uh, when my uncle got sick, they knew this is, this is what the disease is. His course of disease uh, followed the same course. I mean, it was the same exact, you know, timeline. Um, it was very short, you know, it started the same way with the dry, persistent dry cough. Um, and so they knew what it was and they didn't have to go through all the pain and struggle of having to diagnose it. So that saved them some valuable time and pain and suffering and they could just concentrate on stewarding him out of this world and, you know, pushed him around in a, in a wheelchair at my cousin's, my youngest cousin's wedding and, and, and made the best of it and tried to find some joy in what was a tra tragic situation. And they could do that because I had gone through the trouble, you know, four years prior. I'd gone to the trouble of getting an autopsy done on my mother, which is like a whole nother long story that you probably wouldn't believe, but, <laughs> but I have the documentation, so you have to believe it. And because <laughs> it happened, um, but we, we found out that, yes, it was a genetic mutation. This wasn't just something she contracted, you know. And, of course, we knew that um, my mother and uncle's uncle had died of it as well. But, you know, that had been uh, mistakenly called mad cow disease and, and all, this, you know, all this crazy stuff had happened and nobody really looked into it. So I became the person that looked into it and, and decided, you know, I don't know if my mother would want herself to go through this autopsy and this, you know, cross-country journey posthumously as she did, but I decided I need this. I need this for me. I need this for my cousins. I need this for my cousins' kids. Um, I need this for the family, and I'm doing it. And it was like the, one of the first fearless moments of my life is that I was going to be the adult, and I was going to make the choices and the decisions, and I did. And it was the right decision for all of us. Um, and I, I, I think my mother probably would have approved of that. But so I decided to release, um, the very painful journals that I kept in 2004, as she began to decline and get sick and die. 
and I'm, I'm sure there can't be that many of them. Um, the first one was kind of short, so I, I, I posted um, two last night because they were short. Um, and it's curecjd.wordpress.com, or you could Google Heather Larson and CJD. It'll probably come up because I've kept that blog forever. Although I didn't really touch it for the last two years, but the pandemic put things into perspective of like, you know, we need to do research on diseases. We need to surveil them. We need to fight for this. We need to fight for funding for this, whether it's private, federal, state, I don't care. Um, I need to kick this drum, you know, I need to beat this drum and, and get this out there. So I posted those last night, kind of as like a birthday gift to my mother in heaven, um, you know, I, I, I still think her spirit, her energy is out there somewhere. And um, maybe that's a story I'll tell on tomorrow's podcast. Yeah, let's, I'm going to write this down. So for tomorrow's podcast, I want to tell you the story of, um, how do I put that? My mother and um, energy, um, her energy came through when I was doing yoga one day after she died. Um, so ooh, that sounds so weird to say. Um, you know what I believe in. I mean, I believe in yoga, Reiki, healing, a lot of the metaphysical things. I just, I don't believe in a lot of bullshit that goes along in that arena, in that space. But, um, and, and some of the reason why, um, I do believe in that is because I've had experiences and, (laughs) um, and they've been very real and they've been very healing for me. And, you know, they may not be able to explain them in science and this is where things get metaphysical and and spiritual, but, um, that's probably going to be the theme of the week. Who am I kidding? Like I, I pulled up on my, my software here, the thing that I wrote that I was going to talk about today, but obviously that didn't happen. (laughs) So be fearless. And, and sometimes being fearless is being selfless and being fearless is doing the hard thing and like getting an autopsy done or releasing your journals from 16 years ago. God, that might be the most vulnerable thing I've done in my life. Um, and, and, and at any point I can change my mind and draw the boundary and be like, this is a mistake. I'm not going to do this. Um, <laughs> but so far I think it's healing for me. Um, and part of my larger journey of, of trying to contribute to disease research and, and do my part, you know, uh, and I, I think a lot of people, um, who've been affected by COVID-19 will go through this as well. <sighs> I think that when you lose somebody to a disease that basically the government foobars and and there's a lot of, I'm going to go back like 20, 30 years of CJD history here and, and, and talk about how, um, you know, the, the UK government really foobarred that, um, in the nineties with bad cow disease and, and a lot of people ended up, um, contracting prion disease, you know, like BSE and, and and the government was out in front of the people saying, oh, look at me eating a burger. Oh, you know, look at me doing this. Like, we're fine. There's no problem. And it, 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 there's been many times during the COVID crisis here in the United States this year where I live that there have been moments when the United States government really reminded me of how the UK government handled um, the crisis um, back in the 90s, you know, across the pond. So... Um, that's a lot. Um, <laughs> I, know, I know you probably didn't know what you were getting into in the Fearless Vibe podcast today. That's okay. Um, but I do share fearlessly and authentically about my life. Um, you know, and also I tell people to do their own research. Everything that I say on the podcast can be backed up with 
facts and figures, but do your own research. You know, just because I'm talking about it doesn't mean you should just take it and, and run with it. Um, you know, you can research all the things I talk about and you can find them out for yourself. Um, and, and, and maybe you're interested in them and maybe you're not. Um, but I think as we all go through this COVID global crisis, I think we can all relate to the fact that losing somebody suddenly as I did 16 years ago, there's, there's so many equivalencies as I watch my friends and loved ones suffer and die now, um, from this pandemic. Um, there's just so many, so many equivalencies that, that that is just bizarre to me. And and it's just like all year long, it's been like going through it all over again. And that's triggered my PTSD a lot this year and anxiety and, um, caused me to make a lot of changes in life. And I think they're all for the positive, um, you know, it's, damn it, somebody's texting me and I tried to put on Do Not Disturb on my phone and it still came across my laptop screen. Gotta love that. Um, so I lost my train of thought. Um, but I was talking about like these these experiences that we go through. Um, even if you haven't been through CJD, you know, read read the journals, read the blog and if nothing else to support me, thanks for listening to The Fearless Five. Thanks for checking out destinyarchitecture.com. Um, but, but also like if you're going through it, and you've got a loved one who's sick and you're trying to go through getting them diagnosed with something, um, getting them treated, you know, getting, getting a clinical diagnosis is impossible with CJD. It is possible with COVID. So there is at least that, but you know, getting somebody diagnosed properly treated, especially in this day and age, um, this day and age, that sounds so cliche, but especially right now, while we, um, while we, I don't know, try to deal with COVID, and there's no vaccine really, and there's no cure, and we're kind of flying by the seat of our pants. Like that's, I've gone through that. I've gone through that, and and I I don't have like lots of words of wisdom. I just I just have a little bit of understanding, um, and something maybe you can relate to, and and maybe you won't. Maybe you think I'm crazy rambling on my dead mother's birthday, um, which <laughs> I can see how both things would make sense to a lot of people, but. Um, the Fearless Five is often very vulnerable, and that's what I'm doing today. So thank you for listening. Um, again, the CJD stuff is posted at curecjd.wordpress.com. And then everything else that I do on the normal, <laughs> I have a normal day, whenever that is, whatever year that must, must have been, um, that stuff is on the coaching website, the coaching Reiki and soon-to-be yoga website, destinyarchitecture.com. So if I can heal, change, grow, and move on with my life after the things I've been through. Um, so can you. There is hope. I know that it probably doesn't seem very hopeful many days of the pandemic, but there is hope. And um, it's the first weekend, first few days in a long time, I've felt hope. And I just, for my friend that took their life, I just, I wish they'd hung on, you know, just less than two months longer through the crisis and, and it would have, things would have looked a lot different and a lot more hopeful to that person. And so nothing is ever final. I think everything is fluid and all we have is now. So if, if now seems like you can't hang on anymore, just you have to, you know, because you leave behind a lot of grieving people. 
you leave, you leave, you leave before the story's over and that's not okay. And that's, that's why I'm, I'm going to urge people to get help if you're feeling suicidal. And I'm going to give our local line because it's the only number I have memorized because <laughs> I used to work in the building uh, as a parasocial worker, but you know, do call calm care 660-7500, um, 660-7500 and they will help you. Somebody will help you. Somebody will always help you not kill yourself. I promise that. Okay, some you are important to somebody and you count and your life matters to somebody. So no matter what, none of our stories are over. So God bless. And I'll talk to you tomorrow. And we'll, we'll talk about the crazy energetic experience I had doing yoga after my mom died. It's kind of crazy. So I'm actually, I should probably share more experiences like that. So yeah, make it a good day.